It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Nostalgic Album Podcast with your hosts, Alex and Stovepipe, where we use music to remind ourselves how much being an adult sucks ass. Welcome. Welcome to the Nostalgic Album Podcast. I'm Sto- Scary Stovepipe. I'm still just Alex. That's <laughs> what he said. Terrifying Alex. It depends which small child is looking at me. <laughs> I have had that experience. Mm-hmm. This is the spooktacular version of, of our podcast. We do, we've done it. This is the third year in a row that we've this done this. This is the third Halloween. Can, that you, is, can you believe that shit? No. Can you remember what the first album was? Because last year was Alice Cooper and... I do. I think um, I picked a Metallica's Girls, Girls, Girls. No. Last year was Alice in Chains was mine and you did Alice Cooper. I believe it was... Uh, I believe it was School's Out. Right. Very different metal albums. <laughs> yeah, and the reason I picked it was because it was... When I found that album was right... Uh, at the height of Satanic Panic, and it was like the one year that my parents were pretty strict, and they thought that album was the most satanic thing because the cover is a pentagram, right? Yeah. Or there's a pentagram somewhere, and they, you know, they look horrifying. <laughs> now they look stupid, but in a fun way. <laughs> now they look like sixty-year-old men in makeup, <laughs> bad makeup. <laughs> so today's uh, what's on the board? What's on the what's on Alex's workspace? Why is there a wrapped gift under the drill press? Oh, there's not. It's an empty box. Oh. <laughs> parts bucket. Parts bucket. Okay. Just about any empty box is a parts bucket. Okay. What kind of parts are in there? I believe nothing at the moment. Oh, no, no parts? That one is empty at the moment. All right. So let's do something a bit more interesting. Um, what is uh, that spray bottle a yonder for? Not that one. The one, the blue one. Yes. That's a water bottle full of water, actually. What would but you use it for? it does have a decent use. <laughs> it's boring as shit, but I, as you know, am a builder as well, which yes. means I have to apply my own decals. Right. Oh. So sure, you shoot. put the water slide decal on the headstock, yeah. or if you're doing a refinish and you have to sacrifice... Okay. The factory one, I can order a new one and replace it. Oh, okay. Well, that's very interesting. You know, since we're on the topic of spray bottles for for soap tools, one of the most important things, if you're doing melt and pour glycerin soap, which is what I do half of mine with, uh, you, the most of the spray bottle is rubbing alcohol because not only does it get rid of bubbles, but it also creates like a glue to some degree when Mm -hmm. the glycerin the two like if you're making a layered bar like one's black and one's orange um, you spray once it develops a a medium uh, skin you spray it with rubbing alcohol and it'll stick together and it's like it's one soap i thought the most important thing in soap making was keep the hot pan away from your (laughs) yeah 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 that's right yeah (laughs) that's that's certainly one of them don't do well shirtless no i've I've done it while shirtless but yes do not other things that i would think would be wise advice yep yeah i've done it but do not 
Um, never naked. But that would be really <laughs> stupid and gross. Keep it away from your yeah, yeah. yes. All right. So two questions now, and then we're going to get into mm-hmm. it. Um, well, first isn't a question. Um, yeah, no, it is. What are we drinking? We are drinking my favorite mm. fall beer of all time. Here, here. New Holland's Ichabod Pumpkin I love it Ale. so much. It comes out way too early in the summer, usually still in August, yep. and I won't allow myself to drink Mm-mm. it until September 1st. Me neither. It's but, like why I don't do Christmas in July. I don't like mm-hmm. that. I generally scream and jump up and down a little in the beer aisle when I see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes my son laugh now. <laughs> usually it just makes other adults stare. <laughs> stare. Right. What the hell's wrong with that? Don't guy? care. Celebrating. Do you hear his head? It is something about it. Do, it's because Oktoberfest I like, even though it's not good. Like Sammy Adams one, mm-hmm. it's nothing you know to email the Pope about. But like this is so good. But it actually tastes like beer. It doesn't taste like you know a, a nutmeg. You know, I would type. send this to the Pope. I would, <laughs> yeah, I would too. He's gonna owe me for the six pack, but I'll send it to him. <laughs> and then the then the the final question is. What is a specific Halloween memory that you have that often comes to mind? My grandparents used to dress up their dog. (laughs) So every year when we would leave neighborhood trick-or-treating and start to hit the grandparents, you'd get to see what the dog was wearing. Most of the time it was the same thing as last year, which was... A shirt and tie. He's a business <laughs> dog now, but he's the classiest business dog oh. you'll ever see because it was a Brooks Brothers shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. So that was always one of my favorite things. Wow, that's really fun. It is. I imagine your mother made a somewhat good to do out of. She's good at putting on to dos. Uh, we didn't really do to do's much for halloween didn't you go to cornerstones yes i did it, it was when you were a kid they have trick-or-treating there oh no we didn't i didn't go when i was a kid we went to kelvin's which was the oh, same thing Oh, okay a few times yeah but when i participated oh, okay. in cornerstones my mom was very helpful in the to do's oh, okay well you're a student yeah because my our our floor theme was uh Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, fun! And my parents actually bought a lamp post for us to put in the really like, the common room. What dorm were you in? Van Osdell. Van Osdell. Was freshman was, year. That's where I was too. Just your freshman year, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So first floor VO, there was a lamp post, and then that lamp post is still in front of the house I grew up in. Wow! No kidding. It doesn't look as good now. But. <laughs> Did they call it Halloween? I remember one year they called it Niwala because they were too scared of the. The uh, devilish undertones of Thanksgiving and the, or they Halloween called it something. It something stupid. It wasn't Halloween. That pisses me off so but much. They, they also did it before Halloween. Okay, because I think Halloween fell on a weekend, and they okay. wanted to make sure everybody was there. Yeah, and that's fine. And it was a really cool idea, but it, just, it still pisses me off. I wish they would have just called it Halloween though, because I know why they're doing that. I grew up with that thing where Halloween is evil. Some dopey theme name. I don't oh, remember. Man. I remember like one year in Quincer, the gross dorm. Like the guy who put it on was a, a good friend of mine, and he was real cr- clever and creative. And he was kind of on his way out at that point too. And uh, he did uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom inside Quincer, and it was very cool. They did a pirate ship. 
Okay. I remember my freshman year, and they had live frogs like uh, hopping around in the hall. Right. <laughs> like, that's and that's not the grossest thing that was in there. No, no, it's not. Not by far. Oh, that's that, funny. That place has stories, and all of them make you need a shower. Oh God! But they had a cool Halloween night with Indiana Jones. Um. Yeah, the, you know the uh, there's I've, Halloween is my favorite holiday by a long shot. It's kind of like the pinnacle of the year for me. Mm. It's Halloween, and but the 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 as far as a single memory, um, what's a, a more recent one? I, mean, I remember going into a Detroit haunted house, and out outside of it was scarier than the actual. <laughs> you know? I believe it based on the neighborhood. There may yeah. or may not have been any neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> like I think I heard a gunshot. I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, but a more... Oh, here, here's a... Since we're on the topic of college, I remember... And I think we did this because several of us were annoyed that the campus activities... Yeah, the campus activities were called Niwala. Because, you know, it's just, it just pisses me off, as I said. Mm-hmm. But we were like, we'll have none of that. So me and some friends went to a goth coffee shop named The Liquid Room. Do you mm-hmm. remember that place? Oh, yeah. Okay, had you been there? No. Okay. It was, but it, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. I never felt, like, goth enough to actually yeah. <laughs> go. Kind of like the right. same reason I haven't been to the Mortals, which is the same kind of thing. Yeah. Th- yeah, that's... Except yeah. classier. Right. It is classier. Um, But it was very cool. And we really went, A, because it was great for Halloween night, and everybody in there was dressed up, and it was really fun, but also because they... And, and I remember one of my friends, she dressed up like a a female ghost and it was just unreal it was so scary and i remember she she was in character the whole time she like walked a certain way slowly across the room and like everybody in the room was totally transfixed like that is that a real ghost or a, you know and so was she like the the ghost from ghostbusters the librarian oh yeah <laughs> i mean it, it was kind of along those along those lines um but like just really super creepy and um but and i can't remember what i dressed as something i think i was like a scarecrow or something like that but they we watched they had a, like a little halloween party and we watched the omen the original one mm-hmm. and it was a really good time and it was like every it, it seems like in the in the past few years people have gone from scary to not scary it's just a costume and that, i don't like that either you know if, i mean if, if it's gonna scare the crap out of it your kid i guess that's one thing but halloween has such has such a you know scary it's a supposed to be a scary holiday in every sense of the word i'm all for do the costume that feels right to you yes oh i agree no i, agree I you know i i have the typical uh adult gripes about why does just about every uh female costume have to be a slutty oh yeah i know other. yeah <laughs> yeah no which is why it was hard not to say was she a slutty ghost yeah no no she was i mean it was just it was but like if Victorian. you put your costume yeah. together yourself you can yeah. be a good ghost. you can be a good ghost yeah exactly um but but yeah dress whatever's best for you but at the same time you want something scary i, I do and this was a perfect perfect place for it and when i think back to my halloweens this one really felt like the in in the, in the belly of the scary beast. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know that I've ever done a truly like intentionally scary costume. Mm-hmm. A couple of my favorites as an adult, because one of my ex's good friends used to host a Halloween party at her house. Oh, no kidding. 
and one year I went as the Phantom of the Opera. Oh, like see, yeah, complete that's... with a complete with a uh, custom molded face mask. That's awesome. Which was a trip to have my sister plaster mold my face. Yeah, oh which man, was really kind of. It was cold. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. But I've also always wanted to find an actual Edward the Great right. from Iron Maiden cover fame yeah. mask and go to a party <laughs> as or hand out candy. Right. My street's too busy for handing out candy. Yeah. Really, I don't. Do they? Do kids come here? Not really, because it's, it's it seems the, like it'd be dangerous almost. The neighbor kids from across the street have come by okay. a couple of times, so they probably go to like a trunk or treat in this area. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's probably the and those option. are everywhere because there's a church on every corner and right. some in between. Right, yeah, and you know, for a while I didn't like trunk or treat. I was like, no, it's just like suburbanizing Halloween. Um, but somebody explained it. They're like. I would rather they come to my doors too, but literally the kid can't walk down the street. That's why we do it. Yeah. So as long as some of the neighborhoods are doing trick or treating mm-hmm. still, I'm okay with trunk some or treat. I know the I know the suburbs like up the hill do, mm-hmm. but here where I live on the actual main road that goes to the highway, right? Yeah, don't don't you, do that. You can't do that. Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, it's a great. Uh, I'm reading a book on the on the historic origins of Halloween, and it's really all over the place. But um, I really do think uh, Sawin is the part that I find most interesting, and I think it's because a it's very communal, uh, like it's a big party that everyone comes together to. Whereas uh, Halloween is a little bit, I wouldn't call it communal. It's like family. One family goes to this house. One family yep. goes to this house. You go with your group of friends yeah. hopping down right. the street. Yeah, you do. And, and it's still absolutely, it's awesome. And I absolutely love that. And I have wonderful memories of it. But like uh, Samhain, everybody basically just built a bonfire and then kind of like got really rowdy. And uh, and they definitely wore really weird, scary costumes. So that's pretty well, darn cool. That's always been kind of the important thing about Halloween yeah. is your costume. Yeah, exactly. And and being and the, the book argues that and it says also there's a certain mischief making that always that that's the spirit of Halloween and I agree with that. Like now we throw people throw eggs and stuff and I remember throwing you know smashing pumpkins uh not the band, the actual act. <laughs> we got to clarify that on this podcast. I never I never did that to anybody yeah. else's pumpkin, yeah. but I always I always smashed mine yeah. the next morning. Oh, it feels the, good, doesn't it? For the squirrels. Yeah, you yeah just the squirrels kinda love. Throw it as high as you can yep. and just let it come down. Yeah, oh, it's so fun. And and cover your face. Squirrels. Make sure your mouth's closed. It's going to be gross <laughs> otherwise. It's a fun activity. So, yeah. Um, and that being said, we have picked um, some albums that remind us of Halloween. And uh, we're not going to really do the traditional, did this age well, because... Uh, it just doesn't really make sense in this context. No, We're I just think, kind of enjoying the spirit I think of Halloween. When we do the uh, holiday episodes that kind of yeah, it kind of goes out the window. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Unless, of course, this coming Christmas, yeah, we both pick real stinkers, and yeah. then we'll just talk about how much we hate them. Or Slaughter puts out a Christmas album. Oh my god, what if they did? That would, I, I would listen to it. I need to know now. I'm gonna look <laughs> while we talk about this. I if they, I kind of want them. I feel like that'd be the only album of theirs that I liked. It'd be the only one where they can't. Uh, well, they could get it wrong. They could. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard to screw up. 
Yeah, that's true. Although, I don't think after last year I'll ever hear... Was it Oh Come All Ye Faithful from the Twisted yeah, Sister so, one? That's so ju- that was just ex- it was exactly the same as yeah. We're Not Gonna Take. Oh it. yeah, 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 yeah. It is. <laughs> it's just like yeah. now I can't like you know if I hear it in the store I'll just yeah. start singing We're Not Gonna Take It to the, same, <laughs> to the cadence of the other. You know, but when you think about how D. Snyder was always cool, but he's only gotten cooler over the years, and has has aged so gracefully as a human like if you read his twitters he's just a good person and so he could really do anything he mm-hmm. could he could do a cover album of slaughter um, i think it would be better he's it would probably a, be better yeah he's got a better voice i can't think of anything he could do that would upset me he's so cool i can think of some things but they shan't be mentioned on this podcast oh, no, because it's well, I could always think of something that would upset me about oh, okay. someone if I found I was, out about it. I was it. afraid you did find something. I'm like, oh, no. not D. Not D. No, Snyder. but I've seen too many. Yeah. We uh, we added Peacock to our list of streaming services yeah. Yeah, recently I get on a trial. Yeah. Have you been getting all the ads for the Prince Andrew documentary about Epstein's Island 2? Uh, does D. Snyder go to that? No. <laughs> oh, but no, I haven't. Apparently, Prince Andrew did. <laughs> oh, no. That's when not that surprising. Was, when he was banished for not being able to keep it in his royal trousers. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you pick? I picked Dream Theater's Awake. Dream Theater's Awake, yep. I almost picked Scenes from a Memory, and then I realized we'd already done that one. Which was a shame, because it has a much more... yeah. Halloween apropos theme. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, love triangles and murder and shit. Yeah, but I'm just going to say since we're all over the place, I good choice. Dream mm-hmm. Theater. I'm a I'm a Dream Theater fan at this point. That's one thing you have helped me with. Uh it's go- it, it's one goofy. More. The lyrics are ridiculous, but they kind of work for what they're trying to do. Uh and this I thought this is a really fun and I thought it was very well, Halloweenish. This, is, this has got some this has got some fairly dark themes mm-hmm. anyway, which is why I yeah. picked that one. Yeah, and it's got a lot of razzle. I feel like a good Halloween album has a little bit of razzle-dazzle, oh. a little bit of skits in there. There's always you know. razzle-dazzle in a Dream Theater album. Yeah, but you know, like, uh, you know, talking, you know, they'll have like a newscaster's mm-hmm. voice and things like that. I feel like it's good to have there some There are extras. a lot of cuts from, I think if you look at the liner notes, there are a lot of uh, snippets from Canadian TV. <laughs> CTV? Yeah, there's a lot of those snippets come from a show called The Trouble with Evan. I haven't heard of that show. I have a... But before we dive into that, we should do a coin toss and talk about yeah. your pick, which oh, was sure. Tom, Tom Waits, Waits, the Black Rider. Which made me, I'll be honest, made me want to listen to more Dr. John. And I love Dr. John, yeah. It had me this close to switching to the Night Tripper. But it was like really close to the. Oh. <laughs> it was like really close to you coming to tape, and I didn't want to be like, listen to this instead. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know you already did yeah. like ones of minutes of preparation for this. But yeah. Do something else. <laughs> oh, heads or tails, my friend. Uh, heads. What kind of a toss is that? It's tails. Tails. Okay. Two in a row. Shit toss. That's what it was. was Pretty bad. (laughs) It was horrible. What? uh, What is the? uh, What's Halloweenish about this album? 
Okay, give me a second. I ran out of beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really chugged that one. Hey, it's Halloween. I love this one. Yeah, it it's good. hard to like drink it slow and mm-hmm. savor it, which is a problem. There we go. Halloweenish about this album. There's all kind of a lot of the themes are very dark. Yeah, and kind very of spooky. Dark. Like this has got. I'm gonna pull the track list up again because I know the album backwards, forwards, left and right musically, okay. but sometimes the track lists escape me. Yeah, I gotta look that up too because this Tom Waits. He he was he loved that the CD was eighty minutes long, and so he put some bullshit in there that I always skip over. I wasn't a fan of the fact that the CD was eighty minutes long, <laughs> but let's see. This is easily my favorite part of the podcast. All right, where are we? Yeah. Oh, here. Where oh, the hell are we? Oh, what oh, happened? Oh, yeah, not this, um, oh, not this. Oh, well, maybe this. Oh, yeah, this one. The mirror is one of my favorite songs on mm-hmm. this Dream Theater album. It's the start of their twelve-step uh, suite, which is mm-hmm. one part for each of the twelve oh, steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the unofficial one. I don't think. Right. It's kind of like the thirteenth step. Yeah. I'd have That's what they're look, going for. I'd have to look at the lyric sheet again to see if right. it actually has the sections, but I think right. this is more like rock bottom. Okay. <laughs> um, space dive vest. Um, it's got that line in there. Oh, love is an act of blood, and I'm bleeding. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good lyric. It's, it's silly, you know, but it's it's, 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 it's kind well of, done. Silly, it's, like it's poetic. Round, silly. It's, it's roundabout and not entirely grammatically yeah. smart. But yeah. it, uh, songwriting has its own grammar. Yeah, no one, no one ever said we had to know grammar right. words. Yeah, and it's got this is some of the biggest production mm-hmm. I think that's in there. I don't want to say in their entire catalog because mm-hmm. everything they do is a big production. Right. Yeah. But it's got all that like the grand mm-hmm. that we that we praised on like Chinese democracy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And presumably on the day we actually do a night at the opera by Queen. Oh yeah. Right. All the grandiose. Everything is huge. Everything. Well, uh, and Axel's favorite. Singer of all time, Elton John and uh, Freddie, Mercury. Freddie Mercury. So Freddie Mercury is a lot of people's favorite yeah, singer. I know, right? But like, it's the influences. Mm-hmm. You if, if you took that influence away, you wouldn't have Guns N' Roses. No, at least not as cool as Guns no, N' no, Roses. No, no, but it's, um, they'd just be slimy. Yeah, <laughs> and, that'd and be about it. I mean, that, that's what's so perfect about them, though, is that they they can. Uh, I just like that every song is an event, and I know we're not talking about mm-hmm. that, but every song is a big event mm-hmm. that Axel, you know, thought no more than nine hours per per minute <laughs> in every yeah. detail. Through. And now we're gonna break it down, right? Yeah, yeah, all right. about yeah, the song. Yeah, <laughs> just that was enough control freak. Let me tell you how to. Interpret in case the song. you didn't know what the song is about, here's a spoken word break where I tell you everything, <laughs> everything. that has happened no. in the last three and a half minutes. Yep. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> If you swapped him for Olaf, it would be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Just have true. Olaf pop in and do yeah. that part. Oh my god, that that would be that would be mm. something. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, there is the largeness uh, here on on, on Alive. It's sure. got the uh, 
It's got the instrumental track mm-hmm. with a fun, stupid name, Erotomania. Yeah, it's a really stupid name. Which is the joy of instrumental <laughs> tracks. Yeah. You can call it whatever the hell yeah, you want. I know. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't. And often the opposite. You know, like as a Frank Zappa fan, you have peaches in regalia, right. watermelons in Easter hay, which I think is actually a, the title of a painting. Yeah. That he just went, it's called this. <laughs> and, and here we go. Yep. And there we go. The man who believed that name that government names were irrelevant, yeah. and I can call this whatever I want. <laughs> Innocence faded is another yeah. good dark one. Yeah. Caught in a web. Yeah, it's just six a.m. has got all those. It's got all the like the the TV show cut ins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I thought those were fun. <laughs> but isn't it for the honor of God, Abigail? I know all about the honor yeah. of God, Mary Jane. Which, <laughs> no context. What yeah. is it? What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. But I'll say this. So many horror films, to the point where it's almost like a trope, so many horror films have a scene where um, there's an indirect suggestion about the chaos that's coming, and that happens mm-hmm. through the television. Oftentimes, it's a newscaster saying a weird meteorite, you know, has fallen. A meteorite has fallen to the earth, or, or sometimes um, they'll be watching like a, a horror movie on the television, like a classic mm-hmm. horror, and it somehow repeats itself. So I don't know if they if they were doing that to allude to, but anybody who watches, you you you, you don't watch a ton of horror, right? No. Anybody who watches a ton knows that that's the case. So mm-hmm. I, that's what I found interesting about that, uh, the TV intersplicing. Yeah. Um, interesting. This is an interesting one in mm-hmm. Dream Theater canon because it's yeah. the only one that Derek Sherinian played keys on. He was only in the band for this one album. Really? And then that was the last time they changed keyboard players. Who's the keyboard? My, there's one keyboardist it's, they have my dad loves. It's probably Jordan Rudis. I think it's the current. The current one, yeah. It's the current one. Yeah. Well, perfect pitch, Juilliard trained, yeah. you know. All that stuff where, whatever, I'm going to play metal instead. <laughs> That's awesome, isn't Which, it? Which, following him on Instagram, has done no good for my uh, guitar playing. Because <laughs> he's just like... The last time, I think, during COVID, he was like, I'm going to pick up guitar. I haven't played in a while. So I had this custom one made for oh, me, God. and I'm going to pick it up. And like, Any rules at it? He's better than I have been ever in my life. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I just I'm, I quit. All my stuff is for sale, <laughs> and I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I know. There's a guy, uh, I don't want to give his last name, but his name is Jeffrey. He's a violinist. Mm-hmm. He's played locally. Does that ring a bell? He played for the Verve Pipe. Yeah. He's a Verve Pipe's violin. One of the sweetest, most wonderful human beings I've met in my entire life. And he can pick up any instrument and be a master of it in like a day. And it's one of those people, right? He is. And I love that uh, Neil Peart quote where he said, you know, that stupid quote that goes around or or, no, Eric Clapton said he wanted to quit when Jimi Hendrix, he saw Jimi Hendrix Mm -hmm. and Neil Peart goes, when I see another player that good, it makes me want to practice. I love the quote. I love the idea behind that, but I often, and I don't like Eric Clapton much, but I do have that feeling often like, oh, great. This guy, like when I see Jeffrey play, I'm like, you're so, so good. 
<laughs> I like Eric Clapton. I wish he had some different opinions. Yeah. But, but he hasn't done anything that interesting in a while, has he? No. Yeah. I don't think he's put out an album no. in 10 years. He did In My Father's Eyes, which was horrible. I like it, but it's terrible. You know what I mean? Like when you can play it, compare it to Layla or something like that. Or he, he did Tears in Heaven, which that's is a good song. Yeah, sad as hell because it's about yeah, his kid falling out of a window. Window. That's a, that's a legit good song. And the, but the guitar playing on that is really fantastic. And I mean, when you think about it, that's kind of a horror song. Yeah, you know, there's cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. uh, because there's nothing. The scariest horror movies like Pet Cemetery involve. Horrible things with kids. That's what that song's about. Mm-hmm. It's like um, Um Bop is really a sad breakup song. Yeah. Written by nine year olds. By nine year olds. Like, never... Damn it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this but, is uh, proof that most songwriters are just bitter about things because they didn't do it. First. They did. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I hate Nickelback because those songs are so pedantic that I could have come up yeah, with them. Yeah, I know. But I, didn't. I know. I, yeah, exactly. Yep. Truth is, they're actually a half decent band. Well, I have. I like Their that they. Singer sucks, but. He does, and I don't like him, but like, they. They're not all bad. They've done. Roadrunner Records exist because of them, uh, them and a lot of great bands on Roadrunner Records. Them and Slipknot, whose contract is up now. Slipknot's on Roadrunner? Yeah. I love Slipknot. I mean, they. I could have picked one of their albums. Their new, the the new one that just came out is their last album yeah. for Roadrunner, huh? Which is part of why that's what right. the title is. The See, end so far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> which everybody went. Oh my god, they're gonna yeah. break up. Everybody died. Yeah. And, oh my god, and they and Corey Taylor went. Shut up. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the thing I like about th- th- those guys like could have been like just on a well they are on an indie label. I mean, Roadrunner has huge distribution, but like they they're the real deal. A lot of people make fun of them, but they actually they're led by you know a bunch of horror enthusiasts who make re- or great they, musicians. They are hands down one of the most dangerous musical forces mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it's I was yeah. really really not into them when they came out because. Yeah. I, all you could hear was the chaos. Yeah, but that's right. If you like, as they've progressed, yeah, the chaos has like refined itself, yeah, it and has. it makes so much more sense now right. that right. they're like nine albums in, nine albums in. Yeah, and, yeah, no, for sure. Mm, and that's just, six. I mean, you'd hope the musicians get better over time. Not all yeah. do, but well, some of them are dead. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. So, what year was this this album put out? Oh, nineteen ninety six. Okay, yeah, that I makes sense. It was ninety six, ninety ninety four. Okay. What are some other details about the album that uh, that kind of put you in the Halloween spirit? It's like the story feeling. Mm-hmm. I love how it all ties together. Yeah, because even if you're the most casual of Halloween. People kind of everything about Halloween ties itself together somehow. Even the Great Pumpkin, yeah, yeah, it does. Which I still have to watch. Fortunately, you haven't seen that yet. Not this year. Oh, oh, you have seen it before. I've got it as a children's book. Yeah, I know. It's too many words. He doesn't have the attention span for it. Oh, it's so good. The cartoon is just beautiful. It's the best fifteen minutes of my Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) It's scary. That one scares. I mean, it's it's eerie in a kid's way, mm-hmm. but that's what Halloween is—eerie yeah, kid there's, stuff. 
Snoopy's scary when he rises yeah. out of the pumpkin patch. Yeah. Oh, bit. I love that scene. Yeah. And then as he's tracked. As he's traipsing through the yeah. French countryside. Oh yeah, I love this. <laughs> I love when he gets into that thing. You know, guns a blazing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you like you like the narrative uh, aspect of it. Yeah, the narrative aspect. The cover is great. What is the cover? Let's take a look. See that I didn't really. It's like. Oh, I'm still Dream Theater Alive. Awake. Awake. It's hard to do. Whoops. <laughs> I'm oh, like, I'm still I awake. I say it's a moonscape, but there's something planetary about it. Did you ever moon people when you were a kid? Once or twice. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? Yes. There may or may not have been a story <laughs> where... Uh, Buddy of mine left his ass cheek prints on the <laughs> on the uh, slider door of a youth group leader while we were <laughs> Oh God, that's funny. It was funny. My bro- we didn't have enough toilet paper for that mission. But... <laughs> My brother had this one friend who used to like stick his bare ass on a vending machine and just fart so loudly, <laughs> Why? You know, just to be an idiot. And he liked, uh, and also he liked the smokers who would smoke outside, but he didn't smoke. So every time they smoked, he'd hang out with them, but he'd brush his teeth. And then, mm-hmm. did I tell this story already? No. And that he brushed his teeth, and then he went to the dentist, and the dentist said he had the best teeth he had ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, somebody who's actually brushing yeah. two or three times yeah. a day, I like know, they right? claim. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you notice there's kind of a schlocky kind of sci-fi schlock to this album? Little, yeah, yeah. I thought that was the, that was really fun. I feel like there's one to every couple of albums they do. Yeah, there is. Because like a couple albums later, you get a song that's based on yeah. an alien abduction. Are they trying to be serious? It's hard to get. The reason I didn't like Dream Theater for a long time, even though I hadn't listened to them. Was because they just seemed like they took they were they thought they were above metal and they took themselves too seriously. And then when I saw that that's not the it doesn't seem to be the case. It's like serious with clown shoes on. Oh yeah, that's good. Or, yeah, uh, yeah. Showing up to a court date in bowling sh- in rented bowling yeah. shoes. <laughs> Did you come up with that serious with clown shoes on? Yeah, that's a great quote. Because <laughs> it's kind of you know it is it does feel very stuffy because hmm. We all dropped out of Berkeley to do this. Yeah. La, 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 la. We write songs in 15-8 with 47 time signature changes <laughs> that are 23 minutes yeah. long because we can, and fuck you, that's why. <laughs> like, do they come up... What, what's their mo- their uh, presentation of themselves? Are they goth? Are they... You know, They've kind of... They kind of ride the line of, like, the... Uh, We've given up on the uh, costume bit, and now mm-hmm. we show up in jeans and whatever. Okay, but their their stage show is always very well thought out. Mm-hmm. I know uh, before Mike Portnoy left, he was just about instrumental in planning all of their production. Oh, really? Like that for most of the time, he was. While he was in the band, yeah, they would do 
they would go completely dark between songs mm-hmm. on stage mm-hmm. every time, except for they'd have like one lighted, well placed prop. Like, so somebody, if there's a guitar change, they mm-hmm. can run over and see what they're doing. Yeah, right. But for the most part, the the presentation is very much like yes or mm-hmm. you know it's kind of that line between the seven like the 60s 70s yeah. 80s where your stage show was the most important thing and right. you spent tens of millions of dollars on your production yeah. okay. and five guys who spilled out of a van <laughs> into a dirty bar that yeah. doesn't have enough room on the stage for their gear <laughs> Oh, that's okay. Not, that that makes sense. I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah, trending more towards, trending more towards like the grand. I know. The last time I saw them was the last time they put out a a big concept album, mm-hmm. which was very Lord of the Rings like okay. in theme, and so they did come out in like all the stage stuff was all the right all the props were having to do with the storyline of the album because mm-hmm. that's what the show was they came out and they played the album in full okay and then the encore was a random medley okay yeah no kidding randomly assigned medley but they i think they all came out in tunics okay for the first song and then they went away and it was just their <laughs> normal stage clothes that sound see that knowing their music a little better than I used to that that sounds about right. <laughs> Come out in it's tunic. It's serious, and, but not like yeah. too serious. Yeah. No, it isn't. That's and not refreshing. as funny as Weird Al. <laughs> no one's face was humped during a song about how they would. Wait, <laughs> what happened? Oh, that was uh, one of the times that the most recent one. No. That was uh, when Weird Al played DeVos. He was walking around during yeah. one more minute. Yeah. And, like, there was one lady who got, he, like, straddled the row behind her and was, like, air humping her face. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. it was right about the time where the line about 100,000 paper cuts on your yeah. face. Yeah. Spending, one more minute? Yeah. Because I. Because I wrote an article last year for Local Spins where I picked my favorite 10 Halloween songs, scary songs, and I put that one because it's body horror. That is a body <laughs> horror song. And it's, it's, and even the, like, doo wop is this kind of scary sounding music. There's a, it's, it is in a lot of horror movies. And also, you know, that satanic doo wop band, Twin Temple? Have you heard them? No. It's, it's two Satanists who have a doo wop band, uh, Twin Temples, I think it is. And, uh, they're, I like them. Um, but they have, um, but yeah, something about it is just a little unsettling, a little, little scary. And uh, that song, One More Minute, is a doo-wop song. Weird mm-hmm. Al singing it, you know, but but it's also really funny. <laughs> I'd rather rip my heart right out of my ribcage with my bare hands and throw it on Stop on it until I die. die. <laughs> God, he's funny. This or, is this line is too long for the music, but I'm going to cram it in anyway. <laughs> Watch me go. <laughs> so, um, well, you know what? For the the Wafus child, set a tone um, for give give him kind of a context. Let's say the Wafus child is like, "Geez, Mister, 
you know, create a context for me to listen to this album. Don't beat him up. Tell him Don't the beat best him way like, to listen to it is. <laughs> you know, do you like, we're getting light candles and put on a Halloween costume and eat maybe candy? Maybe we're getting soft. Last week, we, did, we didn't even make him listen to the album. <laughs> and then this week, we're just telling him how to listen to it. I know. That's not... He deserves a break, though. I poor know. kid. Poor, yeah, poor guy. <laughs> He's had stuff thrown at him and... <laughs> Glenn Danzig snapped him over his knee that one time. Oh, yeah, that's right. But as far as proper mood for this one, mm-hmm. big comfy chair or a couch to lay on. Yeah. And dim to no lighting. Okay. And just close your eyes and kind of let it. Yeah. Kind of almost do like a sensory deprivation thing. Right. But not quite. Not quite. Because I can't do full deprivation. <laughs> it's an immersive experience. Yeah, most of I would say most Dream Theater albums are right. Yeah, I agree with that. Because even when they don't write to theme, there's right. kind of an overarching theme to the entire there album. Is. Anyway, there is, and again, that's part of the appeal um, of them. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> or the hate. Or the <laughs> everything that's good about them is also a thing that someone who hates dream theater will use against them. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. And I was which is like, part of that team. Which is like good trial. Which is like good statements during trial. Yeah. <laughs> or politics. Or politics. Yeah. So there's not much I have to say. say we'll, we'll keep our our, our uh, the the opposing person's thoughts mm-hmm. shorter since we're not really dissecting the album. But yeah, give me a couple questions and then we'll we'll be done. Is this the first time that I've subjected you to this album? I've never heard it before. Good, <laughs> but I knew I would probably like it because I like yeah. well, I like Dream Theater now. I found one convert mostly because I picked it the right way around for right. you to yeah. Didn't go, listen to the weirdest thing first. Yeah. Ooh. Oops. Made my corn me. Made my cornhole pucker. <laughs> sorry oh. for the sorry, sorry for the buzz, folks. Um, <laughs> it's my phone. I forgot to not set it on the table like a grown up who hasn't who's been doing a podcast for three years. <laughs> We're prepared. Yeah, yeah. Nope. You should know this by now. Oh, that's um, funny. Let's see, so I don't want to go with did you like this album because I know you did yeah, yeah, because I we it, talked about sure. it. Yeah. Um, what did you pick out that made it feel Halloweeny? Did you kind of see where I was going with it? Yes. It, yeah. And anytime I think of, I get so into Halloween that if I get if somebody said, um, you know. Uh, some movie, you know, the the movie The Notebook. If someone told me it was a horror movie, uh, I would get so into it and hype myself up so much that I would really think it was a horror movie. It you know? might be, depending on your perspective. Right. It, it is. No, I agree with that. And it and with this so so you just saying this is my horror pick made me like definitely approach it as horror. But there is a lot of the narrative part, as you said, the television one was a big one because mm-hmm. seriously, like Night of the Living Dead was might have been the first one to. No, there must have. Eh, I don't know. I'm not sure which of the first one was, but like Night of the Living Dead, for instance, it's a it's a television newscaster on the television in the background who says this is what's happening, and uh, that is a horror trope for movies. And I, I love and I and them having that in here makes me think that they're they're horror geeks, you know. If uh, 
if it had been old enough, I could have picked Anthrax's Worship Music because that's got a song on 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 it called "Fight Until You Can't," which is about fighting zombies. <laughs> Terrific riff. Sounds and like it's, a, yeah, it's good. It Sounds opens, like Clutch. Terrific riffs yeah, and it opens with a it opens with a newscast thing. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's let's see? see if I can remember it. That's how it City works. authorities have confirmed that the bodies of the dead are arising from their graves and attacking the living. <laughs> <laughs> yep, see? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a definite schlockiness, I thought, to this. Like, there's a lot of beep, beep, boops, and uh, just the overall some, sound. It's got that 90s feel. It's got the 90s feel, but I have a feeling it's kind of like we talked about Axl Rose puts a lot of thought into every decision. I'm assuming these guys do the same yeah. thing. And so... It wasn't just 90s sound. Like, the sound itself had a very... You could picture any one of these songs mm-hmm. in a horror movie. So I really liked that about it. Uh, honestly, the thing I like best about them is that it's... All silly lyrics aside, it's fun to listen to. Halloween is supposed to be about fun. And as I said earlier, mischief-making. And these albums definitely have a layer of mischief and uh, and uh, trickster-type... Wasn't there a metal band called Trickster? T-R-I-X-T-E-R. Yes. <laughs> they had this ballad at the end. I gotta look it up. Uh, I'm sure it was sold in the Columbia House bin for yeah. one penny. <laughs> or or it's featured on one of those late night yeah. time life compilations. Yeah, yeah, I know. 50 CDs for nine easy payments of four ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's probably how I got it. But I remember the covers of their, their big album was really cool. Oh, they're still together. Wow. Oh, I love the cover of that album. You know, it's just like a like a comic <laughs> oh, book. Oh, yeah. But there's this one song. Oh, this one. This is the first song I ever danced to. Um, I'm just going to play it. This is definitely Halloween-ish. Halloween-ery. Halloween-ery. I think you should do this for a house cover. I think so too, yeah. I think you should do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Don't worry, Spotify. We're fine. The, um, yeah, I, yeah. Anyway, uh, but back to this one. Yes, there's like a mischief making trickster, not the band type of, uh, uh, undercurrent to the whole thing, which is really fun. I feel like if you dropped. Everything but the keyboard part out of Space Dive Vest. Yeah. And that started playing somewhere randomly in a dark room, you would right. shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the creepiest thing on the entire yeah. album because I couldn't just pick Tubular right. Bells by Mike Oldfield. <laughs> no, you could not. Hey, this is from The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you scared? Are you? <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not really. Not really. <laughs> uh, it, but it's interesting. Like I remember, we, you said. I think I kind of converted you to Lemonheads, even though you had heard them before. Yeah, but you, I had, you, I had, you had heard their more mainstream. I had things, radio right? exposure. Yeah, I, I was aware of Mrs. Robinson right. and the couple of other. Right, but you heard, you later heard that a lot of their stuff was like alt country mm-hmm. kind of punk. You know. Uh, and um, and if you I, and I'm convinced that if you went to I said would you go to a Lemonheads concert you're like yeah absolutely totally. I would I would absolutely go to a Dream Theater I think you would like the Lemonheads because it's very laid back and the singers are obviously appreciative mm-hmm. of his songwriting and it's and it's fun and he's a weird guy 
I think I would really like Dream Theater because uh, I think I feel like I would get along with Dream Theater folks pretty well. Like if I take them to be nerdy people who just like good music and <laughs> a lot of us, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. There's but, a sh- uh, there's a shortage of children. The, the, fan show? Ba- the fan base is not young. Oh. <laughs> I, I think, oh, that's hilarious. Really? I think the last time I looked around the room, I think I pegged the median age at about 40 to 45. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was me. Still not like uh, going and seeing some of the uh, greats where you go, there's no excuse that I have ever not seen them. Yeah. And then you look around and you go... I might be the youngest one here. <laughs> it can feel good. Or like being like the the person in the best shape at an old country buffet. You know, the bar is pretty low. You know, it's <laughs> a low to... bar, but I might feel skinny there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a solid joke on the eve of my annual physical. Oh, <laughs> oh I hope I didn't. As long as I don't Garfield the scale. Yeah. <laughs> or the one at a time, please. You are fat. Hey, how about a little respect? You are fat, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Oh, Garfield. Garfield, I like him. I love him. I hate Mondays as much as you, pal. (laughs) But love lasagna, right? That's right. And donuts. Yeah. So uh, that's really that's all I got. I don't really have much more to say. I liked this. It was cool. It made me Halloweenish. Yeah. What kind of listening experience would you recommend to the Wayfish Child? Um, I would say put on a costume, uh, get all the Halloween stuff out, uh, decorate like your living room or something like that with your stupid parents' permission, or your or your bedroom. I, like picture the Wayfish Child or, has like a cellar bedroom, or don't listen to your parents and decorate the whole. That's right, anyway. and sing. We're not going to take it before you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I mean, get a bunch of candy corn and licorice, and just gorge yourself on candy and listen to this a bag album. Of candy corn. You like candy corn? I like the pump, the candy corn pumpkins yeah. better. But did, did you see that new soap I put out? Didn't you give us the? No, no. I, there's a new one I have. Oh, the new new one. Which one did I give you? The skull one. I haven't opened that one yet. I just opened my uh, Winds of Valhalla. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, smells very nice. Yeah, that's that's a good bar. Uh, no, the uh, I made one that has. Remember those bags where you would get candy corn mm-hmm. and those little pumpkins in those retro ones. I made soap with that on there. It's <laughs> nice. very cool. Yeah, it's on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, I would say you know get 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 out, make it make the contest the most Halloweenish uh, vibe you can possibly make it. Just get goose gooned up on candy and. Have a good time. Getting all uh, tooted up on candy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is a myth. (laughs) Kids, don't let your parents, although I might be one of those parents that tries that line, tell you there's such thing as a sugar high. There isn't one. (laughs) No, there isn't. There is such a thing as a sugar crash, though. That is very true. you will go to sleep, and it will be... The hardest sleep you have ever slept until you're old enough to drink. <laughs> you know you're old when you just saying that makes me almost fall asleep. But uh, yeah, you know, kid, have a fun time with this. This album was made to have fun too. Halloween's is 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 the same. Bring them together. It's a good time. That said, let's talk about Mr. Tom Waits. Mr. Thomas. Tom Waits is a complete sentence. <laughs> it's true. Oh, there was a. For the longest time, Paul Gilbert's website 
which he'd done himself clearly in what appears to be some very rudimentary version of like MS Paint. Yeah. He actually had a link called Musicians Whose Names Are Sentences. <laughs> and it was just a list. Yeah. All that. What were some of them? Ron Wood, Tom Waits. <laughs> um, that Tom Waits is on there? Yep. Oh, there was a bunch of them. Ron Wood is also the answer to a question. That it is, yeah. I need one more. So musicians whose names are sentences. Yes. And questions. Mr. Waits is one of them. Mr. Waits is one of them. Yes. Um, All right, let's do this thing. Yep. Trying to come up with that first question. What makes this album feel like Halloween to you? Well, two things. One, if it's not already obvious, Tom, T- Thomas, Thomas Waits, he is my favorite songwriter of all time. Um, next, along with Evan Dondo, those two would be mm-hmm. side by side, two sides of the same coin to me. Well, he's held in very high regard in general. Yes, he is, and he's also a really good actor. He's just an interesting guy. But people, he is. He's, he has said in interviews, um, "I make Halloween music," so that's a big part of it. I feel like he's also the grumpy son of a bitch at the end of the yeah. bar, but he's yeah. also the, he's also the nicest guy in there. Yeah, I know, and it, you know, a lot of it's just an act. Uh, he buys the bar around, and then every time somebody comes up to thank him, get the hell away yeah, from me. That's right. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he did it so everyone would leave him alone, right. and no one will leave him alone now. <laughs> but he is. He would be drinking probably orange juice or coffee because he is openly a part of the twelve step program. Lots of people are. Yes. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's part of it. And this this album is actually, he, uh, it's just the score of a play that he put on. So it's a little bit more disjointed and a little bit uh, less cohesive as an album than his other albums are. Like his that other would, ones are really just songs and he has a lot of little skits in between and that stuff. That would explain why I had a hard time listening yes, through it. Yes, right. Um, but at the same time, I think it's one. Of, this one is probably the most directly Halloween one because this is supposed to be like a horror story. Uh, it's the, like it's. I've seen the play on YouTube and it's very like very avant-garde and doesn't really have a mm-hmm. narrative holding it together per se. But it's very cool. Is and, it uh, fair to say that this album sounds? Oh, they're gonna say sucks. <laughs> it's fair <laughs> to say this album sucks. Like what? No. <laughs> Sounds and you know tastes like New Orleans. There's definitely a New Orleans because a lot of his stuff has it's that. It's kind of sometimes you know how sometimes music can have like you can mm-hmm. kind of taste the sound a little. Yeah. Bit oh, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah. it has a very particular yeah. conjuring of images and right. thoughts and. Yeah, and I mean, well, and plus, I mean, with with him, he's like a he's been a composer for actually film scores and play scores, and uh, um, you know, on the stage and silver screen, and uh, so, and he also uh, is very well versed in musical theory mm-hmm. ever since he was a kid. So he actually writes out the parts, and there's a great the. 
I almost wish I had given you the CD or record to listen to because it shows him making it, and I think that would make you realize that this is a really fun album mm-hmm. uh, because it shows him like by a keyboard writing out the notes. It shows him with like this ragtag band that he's conducting. <laughs> like he was given this project yeah. and he just ran with it, and uh, so. Uh, and as far as like the New Orleans connection, I think with New Orleans music, um, he just fits really well into that because like a shitty, a shitty musician could easily make a perfectly fine folk album or you know <laughs> pop album. They could not make a, a shitty musician could not make a good New Orleans album. No, you can't because <laughs> there's too many things that you have right. to melt into it yeah. to make it right. Sound, feel, taste. Yeah, maybe to a lesser extent, smell like New Orleans. Oh, I don't know for sure. And um, you know, one of my favorite bands of all time, Squirrel Nut Zippers. Mm-hmm. You remember them? They got lumped. They got unfairly lumped into the stupid swing revival. But like Jimbo Mathis, who's a really good singer songwriter on his own, uh, he is from the Deep South. He's lived in New Orleans. Like they're a New Orleans band, mm-hmm. and their musicians. Every single musician in the band is is unreal and um so it just it requires a certain level of aptitude and and i think tom waits not only does he have it he he has unlimited respect and so Mm -hmm. he can get any musician to play on his album i mean this is just chock full of like things that i think of when i think about like what do you hear walking down the french quarter which is but right. Every third bar, there's a sad accordion. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and then in between them, there's a swing band. Yep. And yeah. Somewhere the next block over, you have the guys in down. Yeah. Churning yeah. out the sludgiest, <laughs> heaviest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> thing you've ever heard yep. in your life, and yet somehow it all fits perfectly. Yeah. Yep. And, and and then just some weird weirdo street preacher, some guy banging on a five gallon <laughs> yeah. drum. Yeah. And yeah. yet somehow he's in he's in time with all of them. right. Yeah. Like all at once somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I, nobody I all at the same time. Yeah. No, I I think that's a. And, you know, this isn't my favorite album of his because it almost isn't an album. It's an experience, and I really like the play. Uh, but at, at the same time, it does put me in the Halloween spirit. I might have to try and find the play. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll make more maybe, sense. Maybe, or, right. And I, I, Have you heard of any of his albums before, like a sit-down? Yeah. Okay. Did you like any of them? I, I am a passive Tom Waits fan. Okay. It's kind of, it's on the same... I don't want to say on the same par with Springsteen because there's a very specific type of Springsteen that I like. Right. And there's not a specific kind of Tom Waits. Okay, that's good. There's a specific mood I need to be in for a Tom Waits album. Because a lot of people will say, I like his early singer-songwriter stuff, but not his later stuff. And I just hate that answer because... It's it's two things. It just makes me feel like they they just aren't interested in experimentation. They want everything like a certain. Is he not a singer songwriter if he has a band behind him? Right, or or gets really weird, you know. And you just you Don't can't tell Neil Young. Yeah, right. It, same thing with Neil Young. It's like you can't divorce them from when they 
ch- change direction several times. And Bob uh, Dylan, yeah, Bob Dylan to burn him at the stake because yeah. he bought a Telecaster. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> or like Joni Mitchell when she started playing with like you know started doing Charles Mingus and and Jaco Pastorius joined the band. I mean that was weird at the time, but she it's used, cool. She used a non-standard. T- oh wait, mm-hmm. no, she used lots of non-standard. Yeah, she made tunings. up some of her own tunings. They they don't work for anyone but Joni Mitchell. She used a standard tuning. Yeah, by accident. Yeah. At one time. <laughs> Because yeah. John Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls learned to play from Joni Mitchell. Oh, real? No like kidding. Joni Mitchell albums, which is huh. why a lot of Goo Goo yeah. Dolls songs are actually an open A. They are. They're, they're the weird G, tunings. Because he's like, it didn't, when some, when my guitar teacher was like, no, you tune it like this. I said, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't sound like anything. Yeah. Because when it's tuned to fifths like it normally is. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, yeah, because it doesn't make a chord, right? You tune it to open A, yeah. you automatically have an A chord. That's true, yeah. And, Part of the fun, uh, yep. But uh, it yeah. makes playing things. It, it's a really fun way to spice up things that you wrote in standard tuning as right. well as to go. Yeah. It's not that good here, but let me try right. an open G, yeah. And it's the thing I like it, and that's why I love the. I love their later stuff. Did bore me like after Dizzy Up the Girl, they really did bore me, and that is unfortunate because I really love their prior music. It just sounded like they had a bag of tricks at that point. Uh, but you know, and they're like they had close ties with the Replacements. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about the Replacements is they are a punk band, but they have very pretty music sometimes. Yeah. And I have the same feeling about the Google Dolls. And I think that's because, as you said, they have these tunings that you have to be very attuned to them. And when you do, they're very, very pretty, very yeah, lovely, and absolutely, you know, well, slides in open G. That's right. Yeah. Do you know what you get to do? I was just listening to that song last night. What's that really pretty? song? I know we're on Tom Waits, but what's that really pretty it, song? It comes back. It comes back. Tom yeah. Waits. He uses open tunings. Uh, it's such a good tune. It's like they painted up your secrets with the lies that they told you. Uh, it's hmm. so good. Acoustic number five, I think it's called. I don't know. By the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> and a down and and you wonder where those dreams go because the world gets in the way. What's the point of never trying? No one's listening anyway. That doesn't <laughs> ring a bell. Nope. Sounds like our podcast. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no one's listening anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's is a, why we're allowed to freeform and I know, not make any sense half the time. The the point of that story is it's a beautiful song and the Google Dolls mm-hmm. rule. I really don't like their latter stuff. I think it's boring. When they they did a cover of Super Tramp, I'm like, come, that's a great song, but they did literally nothing new with it, you know? And I like this. I think it's I kind of like their cover of it. But it's like, come on. Don't make it your own a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. At like, least make it your own and give me the freedom to hate it on the, yeah, yeah, the that's merit right. of your own uh, yeah. variant of it, which yeah. is why I hate Soundgarden's version of Come Together. Oh, yeah. Oh, they totally, made it totally, their own. Totally. But I don't like it either. They played it in drop A. It's yeah. nine minutes long for right. no considerable <laughs> reason. And yeah. most, I think for the entirety of it, everyone was stoned out of their course. <laughs> I'm sure they were, yeah. Because how else do you drone on for nine minutes on a yeah. two and a half I know. Beatles song? Right, yeah, right. And, and it's and, a, one of their nice, tighter, kind of pretty poppy tunes, too. You I'll know? be fair. I prefer the Aerosmith version to the Beatles one, which yeah, is yeah. extremely like, rare for me. Yeah, yeah, I like that. My brother just reviewed an Aerosmith concert. Uh, and said they were fantastic. They did. He said they don't do many of their latter hits that no one gives a shit about. Like people do, but it's not like the true Aerosmith fans. 
Anyway, Tom Waits. Anywho, <laughs> compared to Tom, Aerosmith has nothing to, to do, do with Tom well, Waits. They do eventually. Yeah, but yeah. Not I'm right sure now. they like him. Uh, yeah. So g- give me a couple more, and then we'll we'll wayfish mm-hmm. it and turn it to you. Let's see. Where were we in terms of? And I mean, you could just follow seg- the Halloween thing yeah, if you want. Say, I segued somewhere from why does this album taste like New Orleans? Yeah, which kind of implies that I ate my phone while I was listening to it. (laughs) It did kind of make me hungry. A, want to go back to New Orleans. Yeah. And B, listen to Dr. John and change my pick to a night trip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'm sure those guys have each other's phone numbers in their Rolodexes. Isn't Dr. John dead? I don't know. I don't think so. I thought I think he died. No, he died recently, I believe. Yeah, I thought it was just pre-COVID. I think so. Let's Which is a crying shame, really. This podcast is looking shit up on the phone. <laughs> this is us going, didn't he die? And then looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a fun podcast. Didn't he die? I don't know if that would last very long. He was an American singer. Yeah, he died. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, Dr. John. Okay. Always in the right place at the wrong time. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. One of my, one of my all-time favorite Doctor John songs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good tune. It's a good tune from the official Monday Night Football Party mm-hmm. album, which no one has ever heard of ever. <laughs> but I owned, right? Actually, yeah. still do. But I digress because it has nothing to do. <laughs> well, in a roundabout, I get way. it. You'd rather I pick Doctor John. <laughs> I would rather I had picked Doctor John. But hey, <laughs> okay. What would you... Okay, Tom Waits. Where's my question? Jesus Christ. Tom. Come on. I had it. It was right here. <laughs> We've talked about how disjointed this album yes. is. Which one is... like If you had to... Not necessarily like a wayfish child. Yeah. What would you point to as like... What's... The best album to get somebody into Tom. Oh, uh, Mule Variations is. I wouldn't pick one. See, I do love his early albums, like um, like Small Change. Small Change is kind of a little bit more avant garde, but his plain old singer songwriter ones, Closing Time, and then The Heart of Saturday Night. I love those albums. It's just limiting to look at him through that prism, since those are the only two albums mm-hmm. um, that that he put out that were like that. The rest were pretty weird and pretty in left field. But Mule Variations is it's the best of both worlds. It has the weird uh, Tom Waits, who's like, like a storyteller actor. Uh, there's a lot. Usually, I hate skits, especially with rap music, but I do like his. Uh, well, rap skits are stupid. Yeah, but I like his. But, but Mule Variations, every A to B to C, the whole thing is done perfectly, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but the songs are still listenable. There are parts in this, like you know that part. Where that guy's like, you know, walk around in your bones. <laughs> that one made me laugh because yeah. it reminded me of an episode of MASH mm-hmm. where Hawkeye, Trapper, yeah. and Margaret all get drunk. Yeah. Well, Frank has declared the camp dry. Yeah. And he walks, <laughs> Frank storms into the tent. Yeah. And while they're drunk, yeah. uh, I think Hawkeye's screams come on in take off your skin and rattle around in <laughs> yeah, your yeah, bones yeah 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 oh <laughs> yeah. that was like that was all i could hear yeah i mean that kind of like that whole thing that kind of makes sense the guy reading that uh 
Um, he was, he was, uh, William S. Burroughs says, mm-hmm. William S. Burroughs reading that. So it pays to have famous <laughs> friends, famous friends. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, meal variations. Um, I would, I would say, I would say that one. And I was going to pick Alice, which is a good Halloween album. And that's based on a play, but it's really just a collection of songs. Whereas the black rider is truly the all over the place. Score, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But the, but what I what I do I would give this album to I probably make it the third album I give them mm-hmm. because I think it's very fun and playful uh, and I think it is kind of scary you know the first out al- I think the first song in a Halloween way I think the first song is kind of scary uh, I think the whole album is eerie and weird yeah. <laughs> okay. Teach the Wayfish Child how to oh. listen to this album. I mean, first I would say, Wayfish Child, if you have any dignity, if you... <laughs> he doesn't if, anymore. No, yeah, right. <laughs> Three years of us has stripped uh, him of Stripped that. him of it. If you really believe in music as an art form, then you will listen to Tom Waits. You will come to appreciate him. Uh, he is a seminal voice uh, in musical, not just in the the last hundred years but in musical history this guy is going to be remembered for years and years and talked about and taught in colleges so if you can at least appreciate him then you can go fuck yourself uh but i'm ricky, nice bobby, <laughs> if you, I'm ricky bobby and if you don't like tom waits fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's pretty much my response but i would say that being said my my dear friend um what with this one i would say go out into a uh to a haunted forest you know go go into the woods behind your house bring one candle like or like a jack-o'-lantern like with a candle in it and listen to it just zone out maybe do some mushrooms with you know, kind just, of, just to the 16 year old kid just stand there with a pumpkin with a candle, <laughs> candle. in it <laughs> yeah and who was that oh diogenes the philosopher who just walked around town with a lantern and told people things they didn't want to hear like you know stop stop banging your best friend's wife and uh, you know, life is life is without meaning. Like I, I would tell the kid to do something weird like that on Halloween night. Like just say uncomfortable things to people, and then nobody, go in the woods. Nobody likes it when you flog yourself on the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Please stop hanging your laundry in the window. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. But no, this this is a this is an album uh, that. Uh, needs to be listened to in the weirdest setting possible go out in the woods with that pumpkin lantern or or just like go into an old abandoned bar and put it lay in some hay and zone out and i think you'll have a good time and i think you'll be scared get good and bizarre have fun yeah, yeah i think that i think you would be scared all right uh so um i'm not gonna ask if you liked the album i'm gonna ask if you enjoyed any of it <laughs> i did what were the particular things you did enjoy, I, and what were the things that you were like, oh, God? I, was, I really enjoyed the instrumentation. Yeah. I, knowing now that it's part of a play, mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense that so much of it was so right. uniform. Right. Which kind of was part of the thing where I went, oh, God, it's 90 minutes <laughs> long, and I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah, yeah. It's I like it just fine, but I don't know if I have the mental have energy the mental for capacity this today. There was a surprising number of people murdered with spoons. In this? Yeah. I didn't notice that. There was more than one song where there was a reference to a sp- killing someone with a spoon. And spoons... And I wonder if it was a heroin analog, or... 
it probably was. <laughs> and and it's loose. There's a William S. Burroughs Christmas story. Um, Chris, uh, Christmas with a junkie or something. I'm not going to mm-hmm. look it up. We've wasted enough time doing that. But yeah, uh, Christmas with a junkie, um, which is about heroin. So it's probably and this thing was was inspired by that in part. Like a, it's it's one bag. Well, it's one trick in the bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, did the album scare you or make you feel unnerved? Not really. Okay. I was because <laughs> I, I thought it was scary. I don't think I set the mood. I set the mood for that. Okay. I was running around. Playing with the kid, yeah. Doing <laughs> I dishes. Hope the kids and, okay in the long run. Yeah, one bloody lip today. We're fine. <laughs> Got knocked over by the dog oh a little. God. It's okay. Okay, I'm glad he's okay. It's fine. Did it, it took ten minutes? Did the album make you want to like? When I listen to this album, I just want to have like a bunch of weird instruments at my disposal and just make music and not care what other people think about it. Like, did it give you any of that? A little, or make like a weird guitar or something like that? A little, yeah. But that's what I have you for, yeah. is to have a weird idea. Oh, yeah. And then I can go, yeah, I can build that. Yeah. <laughs> can we put this pickup in this axe? Yeah. Yeah. Can you make it so I don't cut my leg off? Yeah. We'll see. I gotta, I'm, <laughs> I've gotten good at that instrument. I haven't built up the self-confidence to play slide guitar in concert, but I need to do that. Because <laughs> um, the guitar still plays fantastically. Can you make it so I don't cut my leg off? No promises. <laughs> In two concerts, not the next one, not the one after, I'm going to play that two songs with that guitar. Nice, because I play it at home constantly. But I just don't. I have the confidence with like chords. With slide guitar, I don't. I almost feel like there's so many good slide players that one who's moderate. But it's so cool. So anyway, yeah, moderate in the right, right. frame works just. It fine. works just fine. Um, but anyway, yeah. So like, so yeah. What's a what's a guitar you would want to build for? For this album, for let's this say if album? Tom Waits was like, "Make me a guitar for another weird symphony I make." What kind of weird symphony? A Halloween. He was going to make his we... most Halloweeny record. Hmm. Like an unsettling, scary, spooky, but fun album. Maybe we should cut open a, an accordion. Ooh. And. Do like some auto harp shit with it. I think that's a great idea. And put a put like a put like an auto harp or something mm-hmm. on the outside of an accordion, so it's still oh that's it's yeah. two functional instruments. Yeah, oh that's a good idea. That's right, and you could have those uh, you know the uh, you know make that accordion out of a bellows. Dro- yeah, the droning with the strumming and stuff. Or just make a guitar out of a bellows cramp. <laughs> I think, I but could, I think that I could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, accurate, though, uh, nice of what would fit in this. Victorian one. Yeah, no, for sure. With giant the- baffles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the, now back to the spoon thing. What were, Was there any other things you noticed about this album that were just strange and, and, uh, and odd? I was kind of taking note of how often the same organ swell opens, yeah. like... Every song, yeah. which makes sense when you think about it as a play, because it's yeah. a scene open. At that yeah, point. yeah. And yeah. so, what do you you need something to open every scene, and right? You might as well open it with an organ swell of some kind, right? No, that's true. Especially if you're Tom Waits making an album that I've already established tastes like New Orleans, like New Orleans, yeah. The um, all right, and so what? What were the th- what were the things that you just did not like about this? 
it was very stylistically linear. Yeah. Which I agree rethinking it as a play right. makes more sense. Yeah. But at the same time you can when you're just listening to it, you kinda go, Oh God. Yeah. I, Could we pick it up just a little right. or maybe bring it down even more? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if more is possible to go down on that. I feel like you'd it's you, a pretty mellow album. Yeah. But I feel like in the in a context that was a little bit more relaxed and and you could kind of not you could you could focus and but it had the lights dimmed or something like that and some uh orange Halloween lights, then you would you would kind of zone out a bit. Or if you see maybe if you see the play you'll enjoy it. Uh, a bit more, maybe. I'll but it doesn't sound it. like you, uh, you. It was an unenjoyable experience. No, it was. It was enjoyable up till the point that it became okay. Boring. You're ready for it to be over. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's kind of like it. It began to be a bit like being in the car for too long, right? Okay, or too many days in a hotel. Yeah, at a certain point, you're just ready for your <laughs> own bed. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can see that. Uh, and uh yeah you know if there's the only the only thing i you know your favorite it's like your best friends and best family members annoy you sometimes mm-hmm. that's the same thing with tom waits and if if i could tell him anything i'm like maybe have two less skits in your album <laughs> mule variations i picked that cuz the whole thing is really great from beginning to end mm-hmm. he has this one thing it's like a mix of a song and a story called what's he building in there have you heard of that <laughs> no but it sounds a little bit like i can picture that as a frank zappa song i mean it's it's probably Zappa-esque. I mean, it's very, very creepy. Uh, it's about a guy who's building some weird machine, and and he's obviously like... Uh, it's a murder device. It's that yeah. device from The Princess yeah. Bride, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's something along those lines, but it's from the outside, you know, the neighbor's perspective. Like, he's like, what's he building in there? But it's very scary, but fun. I've just sucked one year of your life away. (laughs) How does that make you feel? And this is being recorded for posterity, so please, be honest. (laughs) Wayfish Child. The Wayfish Child, and yet another explanation as to why Halloween, apparently Halloween requires dimmed lights. (laughs) It does. Honestly, I think maybe I should just take this album out on my deck because <laughs> yeah. I have I have some uh, nice soft lighting out there after dark. Yeah, and maybe listen to it that way. Yeah, I think that's one way to doing it. But kid, <laughs> dim your lights or keep them down. I don't know how you're. I don't know how you're dealing with your basement. <laughs> <laughs> dim your lights. Uh, nice stiff drink. <laughs> the kid's like sixteen. Who cares? I told him to do mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> we we make all kinds of unsavory oh, recommendations. So, that's what's so funny about kid. this he's, kid. By the time he's he might not be a kid for all we know. His <laughs> his rough age is between fourteen and thirty five yeah, at this point. <laughs> yeah. Lay there on the. Don't even lay on your bed. Yeah. Just lay on the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And close your eyes. You'll either pee yourself out of fear <laughs> or you'll fall asleep. 
Because or both. Or both. <laughs> In fact, <clears throat> if both happen, it might be an enjoyable experience for you. <laughs> Probably not because no one likes to pee themselves. No one likes to pee themselves. <laughs> that was definitely the best wafer trial that you've had so far. <laughs> at least this week. At least this uh, this year. Oh God! We had some good ones. We have. Like, kid, don't even listen to this. Why? Why did we even listen to it? I remember one time <laughs> saying something that was truly offensive. You did. You, you remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can't repeat it, but it was you backtracked and erased. Yeah, we erased it. I don't it. think that one made it to air. Between friends, it was really funny. <laughs> Between friends, it was terrific. <laughs> Justin forgot we were live. <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget we're live, but yeah. sometimes I forget that. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I did. I did say that this is not recommended for grandparents yeah, and no, sometimes so parents. Reason. It most certainly isn't. What's I heard it was a Mark Marin quote. I'm 75% woke. The other 25% I just keep to myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. All right. So we're going to end this with what is your favorite Halloween candy? Okay. That is a strong toss up. Because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, it was Laffy Taffy like all Laffy day Taffy. long. Mm-hmm. Still love them. Will eat them until my jaw refuses to move anymore. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, it's the uh, those candy corn pumpkins. Yeah. I think it's, I forget what kind of cream it is. Yeah, they're fantastic. I they're love those awesome. things. They're awesome. Yeah. They're the ones that everybody seems to hate, except for the people who love them, yeah. which is why we buy all the bags. That's And that's what pe- how people are with candy corn. There's nothing wrong with candy corn. It's a little waxy, but it's still fun. It's a Halloween <laughs> staple, you morons. Yeah. So... Do what everyone does. Break the white tips off and eat the rest. <laughs> yeah, good point. Unless you're me, then I eat it by the handful. Like, yeah. it's actually good for me, but yeah. it's not. It's terrible. It's rotting my teeth. Yeah, that's good for your teeth. <laughs> What's your favorite Halloween candy to my, close our show? Mine would also would be a three-way tie between uh, Airheads, and there was only, like, one family on my block who gave those, and I think they bought them because they knew I liked them. Um, so Airheads... Twizzlers, and then Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. You know, Do you have anybody on the... Who was the family on the block that gave out the big candy bar? Well, there is... I'll tell you that, and then I'll tell you who gave up pennies and, like, toothbrushes. Oh, God, I hate that family. There's a family called the Claps, um... <laughs> <laughs> what an unfortunate last name. I used to go, like... Her name was Iveline. i go, hey, Iveline. And uh, my, <laughs> she hated that. And then my uh, my uh, word processing teacher and accounting teacher in high school was Mrs. Clap. And um, her husband ended up being a real creep, and she left him. And it turned out she didn't love the family very much. Uh, so she eventually changed her last name. But, yeah, the Claps, uh, Iveline and Walter, and their creepy son, whose name I shan't repeat, Gave away pennies and toothbrushes, and I think they also gave Bible tracks, which is terrible. Oh no! And we, not you know, that <laughs> yeah. Uh, the family that gave out uh, there was another family that gave out ribbon candy, which didn't make sense, but I kind of liked it. Um, and they were a family that had an outhouse inside of their house, which is really disgusting. It's um, not an outhouse, then it's just a hole. It's, in the yeah, floor. yeah, that's pretty much what it was. And um, it was oh yeah, uh, Pitt and Doris. 
uh, miss you who lived across gave great huge candy bars they usually just threw a bunch in our of, of them in our thing but what about for you I don't remember anybody on my block doing full-size candy bars yeah. or, like, the bullshitty yeah. rulers or toothbrushes because yeah. I didn't have a dentist on the block. <laughs> but my aunt always used to do, instead of, like, she had, like, regular candy for mm-hmm. her neighborhood, and then she'd always do, like... You'd get like the big candy bar when yeah. we'd come, like the really big one. Yeah, yeah. You'd get like the, like the super king size Hershey's. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The one that takes five days to eat because <laughs> you can only eat a row a day yeah. without like I know going into a sugar coma. <laughs> did your parents have rules about your candy? Uh, Not really. Yeah, mine didn't either. I think it was like they. Well, kind of. It'd be like after supper type. There thing. was I could gorge myself. It was like, it was basically you're not allowed to eat it all in one day, right? Which we both could have done. Yeah, we. I think they tried like you can have five pieces. Yeah. to like now at a time right. is kind of the most I remember. Right. Being limited. Yeah, but I believe. That said, that is our Halloween that, that show. Is the, uh, you can tell I'm hungry. I'm just like, name some more candy with <laughs> talk great about detail. candy. Let's talk about candy. <laughs> oh, I love candy so much. Justin's going to McDonald's oh. on the way home, or Myers for candy. For candy, I know. I'm thinking about either option. Oh, it's so good. Maybe but, both. We don't know. They're both on your way home, though. Right, yeah, that's true. Well, I think this is probably going to be our only spooktacular uh, episode. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we covered a lot of ground, but have a scary fun week and listen to some scary fun music turn off your lights yeah you know whatever don't be that family that hands out toothbrushes <laughs> or dimes and yeah pennies. or dimes or pennies yeah. i had one of those yeah oh that is our show good night everybody yeah happy halloween <laughs>